Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you so much for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, we're wrapping up a mini-series today called The Outward Disciplines, and we're talking today about the outward spiritual discipline of service. So this idea comes from a book written by Richard Foster, a classic book called Celebration of Discipline, where he writes about the inward disciplines, the outward disciplines, and then corporate disciplines. So this mini-series is all about the outward disciplines. And we've talked about simplicity and solitude. We've talked about submission. And today, today we're talking about service. So the spiritual discipline of service. As a reminder, spiritual disciplines strengthen our walk with God. And they do a couple of things. They Spiritual disciplines express our pursuit of God. So it expresses our hunger and desire and pursuit of God. But the disciplines also expand our pursuit of God. So enlarges that pursuit and expands it. As we talk today about the discipline of service, I want to also frame the conversation this way, that spiritual disciplines serve the purpose of realizing uh, a greater good in life. And that greater good is to, to know who God is and to practice God's mission. And I want us to think about this today as we talk about service. The cross for Jesus and, and for others, but the cross is a sign of, of submission and surrender. And, and Jesus became obedient to death, even death on a cross. He was obedient to death on a cross. So the cross is a sign of submission. But as we talk today about serving, just like the cross is a sign of submission, the towel is a sign of service. If you ever go to a restaurant and you see a, a server holding a towel on his or her arm, they carry that for a variety of reasons. One, the plates might be hot. Two, they don't want fingerprints on the plates. Maybe they use that for cleaning or some open it to use it to open a wine bottle. There might be other reasons. I've, I'm not a server. Uh, but when a towel is wrapped or draped over the arm of a server, it actually represents that they are serving. And so the towel of service is this description that I want us to keep in front of us today. In Matthew 
Jesus talked to his disciples, and he said this, that if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And I want us to think about this. What it meant to follow Jesus was denying yourself and not focusing on what you want, but focusing on what he wants. Following Jesus encompasses taking up your cross and even enduring suffering. It includes submission, but it also includes taking up the towel of service. So following Jesus is acting like Jesus, and it's taking up that towel of service. Well, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the disciples were very human. Here's how I know that. Luke talks about a conversation amongst the disciples that broke out in an argument. And for all of you who think that the disciples are only spiritual giants, they are very human. And they started arguing, and the argument was centered around which one of them was the greatest. Now, this is a human nature thing. And, you know, at, at this time, the disciples that are described were men. And I can, can picture the conversation, men, you know, grunting and talking about who's better than the other person and telling stories. And who knows how many of those stories were true. And Jesus was watching this unfold. And in Luke chapter 9, verse 47, Jesus, knowing what was in their heart, he actually took a child and, and, and put the child beside him. And here's what Jesus said. Whoever, whoever receives this child in my name receives me. Whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Then Jesus said this, For he who is least among you all is the one who is the greatest. See, Jesus in that moment challenged the thinking of the world. Of the world. And here's what he said is the conversation that you have should not be centered on who is the greatest, but it should be on becoming the least. See, Jesus himself came to serve others. Luke 22 says, For who is greater, Jesus is talking, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? And then Jesus said, But I am among you as the one who serves. Matthew 28 captures these words, even the Son of Man came to be served, not to serve, to give his life as a ransom for ministry. So today, as we talk about the spiritual discipline of service, I want us to follow the example of Jesus. John chapter 13 talks about how Jesus was with his disciples, and this was uh, during the time where Judas had in his heart that he was going to betray Jesus. And in this time, Jesus set aside his outer garments and he took a towel we're talking about the towel of service today. He tied it around his waist and he grabbed a basin and a, a pitcher, probably a foot washing basin. And, and I just want to think about this for a moment. As a child, my mom had this basin that, that was used. It's kind of Victorian and, and they used them to, to clean themselves. It was a bathroom accessory and they would put it on a piece of furniture usually that matched the other furniture and they would use this. Uh, for hygiene and for bathing. And to this day, my mom still has that picture. And I, this is what comes to my mind, that, 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 that basin and that picture. And Jesus is kneeling down with some sort of basin like that to, to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter says, Jesus, I mean, like, don't wash my feet. You're the master. And Jesus said, but Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you, you can't, sh you know, share with me. You can't be with me. And Peter said, well, then, I'm paraphrasing, but my goodness, Jesus, wash my whole body. And Jesus said that your whole body's not dirty, you're clean. But then he talked about one not being clean. He was talking about Judas. 
But then I want you to hear the rest of the story. When Jesus finished washing their feet, he put his outer garments on and resumed place, and he said to them, Do you not understand what I have done for you? Now hear these words, by the way. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done. So Jesus was this example on picking up the towel of service and washing the disciples' feet and giving uh, to what the disciples had need of. See, Jesus served the disciples. What do we learn from this? We learn that humility is an indicator of greatness. And this is what serving is all about. See, greatness is not about my achievement, but greatness is about the achievement of others. So I would give you this little snippet here. Don't spend your life trying to be a hero. Spend your life trying to be a hero maker. And this is what Jesus did. See, serving is not doing away with a leadership structure or an authority structure. Serving is about moving initiative away from your own pursuits. A Christian leader, Zig Ziglar, has this quote, you can have everything in life that you want if you'll just help other people get what they want. Now, this is not a selfish tactic to get what you want, but it's a principle that supports serving others will bring you toward your best, but it's all about serving others. So back to our book, Richard Foster claims that that true service can be understood and practiced, but you can't do it with a self-righteous motive. See, self-righteousness serves yourself. It's doing acts of service to advance yourself, but true service, true service is about others. And before we go to break, I want to share this scripture with you because Jesus is the example. Philippians chapter 2 capture these words, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Don't think of yourself first, but walk in humility. See, others, you need to practice this way, life this way, that others are more significant than yourself. So you don't look at just what you want. You look at what others want. And this is what advances you. Humility is a reflection of Jesus. Service and humility. Humility is one of the virtues that is never gained by seeking it. You only gain humility through serving others, through serving the Lord, through serving his mission. And this great virtue of humility reflects who Jesus is. So the goal is not to seek humility. Don't attempt to achieve the perspective of others by identifying yourself as humble. I am humble. But practice humility by serving the desires, and the preferences of others. When you want to be humble, I want to give you this piece of advice. When you're serving, when you're looking at others, when you're trying to walk with great humility, you don't have to look over your shoulder (laughs) to make sure that people notice your behavior. You actually, in humility, you're not living for the approval of man or of woman or of humankind. In humility, you're living for the approval of only God. And true humility is a great reflection of Jesus Christ, who, as I said, became obedient to death on a cross. So service is about obedience. 
and humility, doing nothing from selfish ambition, considering others and their interests even above your own. Hey, I'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to continue the conversation on the discipline of service, and we're going to break it down. So stay tuned and keep listening. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach right now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Staying tuned and continuing to listen to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're wrapping up a mini-series on the outward spiritual disciplines as we talk today about the discipline of service. So we've already introduced that idea, and we're going to dig a little deeper here as we talk about the need to practice this outward discipline of service. And, and it works with, with humility. I'll remind us of this verse from Philippians. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. This thought of humility that Jesus exemplified is powerful when it comes to this concept of practicing the outward discipline of service. See, service is not about the one who serves. It's about the one being served. I thought about a good definition of of humility and, and just asking the question, what is humility? And I guess one of the ways that you could define humility would be that humility is a freedom from pride and a freedom from arrogance. So when you're humble, you're no longer a victim to pride and arrogance. I've talked on this show about my love for the great game of foosball, and I have a high school son who is at home still. He's a freshman. And I've uh, been training him and tutoring him in the fine sport of foosball. And my son, when he wins or if he beats me, he loves telling the world. Now, and, and Andrew, if you're listening, I want you to hear this because dad can beat you four games in a row. It can be a blowout. And if you win on a lucky shot, 10 to 9, all you do is talk about the fact that you beat dad. Now, what's interesting is I know that that's comical and we kind of banter back and forth with that. But sometimes we live life such that it doesn't matter what anything's like. All we do is find some description to promote ourselves. And we walk in arrogance and pride thinking that we're so great. And the idea of life is not to live with pride and arrogance, but to live with humility. One sign of humility is the ability to know your weaknesses. I can think of my first job interview. I was graduating college, interviewing for a pastoral position, and they asked me my favorite question. Hey, Mike, what are your strengths? And I felt like I could talk about things all day long. I mean, after all, I was a Bible college graduate, and I must have known everything. And I was talking about my strengths, and then they, they took me by surprise, and they said, what are your weaknesses? And I had a hard time answering that question. 
Well, as I've matured over the year, I, I've grown more aware of my weaknesses, and I can can list my weaknesses and talk about them now. But knowing my weaknesses was an indicator that I had some humility, that I knew that I had areas in my life to improve. And, and, and this concept is important as we talk about this outward discipline of service. That's what today's episode is all about. See, serving other people, whether you serve in the church or in the home or just the idea of service, is not about your own greatness or your own talent. See, effective service is actually not about greatness and talent. It's about attitude. It's about having an attitude that prioritizes others above yourself. The discipline of service. See, serving is not just a list of things that you do. A servant is someone that you are. So the question is not, do I serve? The question is, am I a servant? So can you describe yourself as a servant, uh, describing who you are rather than what you do? And I'll, I'll give you an example. If I were to ask you to talk about being a servant, you might say, well, yes, I teach Sunday school. I sing on the worship team. I greet people when they come into the church. I pick up trash even when no one's looking. All of those descriptors are things that you do. But to describe yourself as a servant by who you are, you might say something like this. I am sensitive to the needs of others. I understand how my actions make other people feel. I'm on the lookout to help somebody somebody else succeed. I do, I'm deliberate to bring others with me when I do ministry just so I can support them. Well, here's a personal a personal example. Right now, if I think about my serving, I could tell you I teach as an adjunct professor at two colleges. I own a coach training school. I'm a lead pastor. I'm earning my doctorate degree, all things that I do. But when I think about who I am, am I a servant? That's why I say words like this, that I am for you. See, this is what my coaching and my discipleship activities are all about. Knowing that God has a calling on your life. You are God's answer to your context through the power of the Holy Spirit. You are that answer that God is using. And as your coach, I'm I'm a resource to you. It's kind of like a baseball player having a pitching coach. The pitching coach helps and guides and trains and advises, but the pitcher is the one that throws the pitch. See, it's your responsibility. So when you think about serving, maybe we ought to consider what an attitude of a servant really is. A servant is generous. A servant is others-focused. And if anyone out there has a Twitter, I have a tweet for you right now, and I'm going to give it to you. I made this up. You can put my initials on it. Do whatever you need to do. But servants look for towels, not trophies. They're looking for an opportunity to serve and not achieve. So serving, serving. I am a servant. Serving God reflects Christ. However, serving others reflects Christ. You might have to walk with this philosophy, I'm going to do what needs to be done, and I never want you to walk away from that. Serving is not saying, I'm built this way, and so I only do this ministry. No one else can can tell me to do anything else. No, serving is something you are, someone you are, not something you do. So it's doing whatever needs to be done. Serving is helping others. It's when your snowblower is out, is, is, is 
is going ahead and, and snow blowing your neighbor's sidewalk. It's bringing a cup of coffee to your spouse. It's serving the, the need of others. It's uh, pitching in to pick up the clutter outside the church, even when it's not an assignment to you. It's helping someone to the car whose hands are full. Serving is really prioritizing other people, and serving is simply thinking about others. That's why we serve in the church, but that's why we serve through the church. At our church, we don't have people become members so they do ministry. We actually affirm their ministry <laughs> by by bringing them to membership. And so we, we say you're already serving. So now, not only do you do that in the name of the Lord, but we've got your back. So what we want to do at some point with the right attitude then is be fruitful with your service and then serve according to the way God has gifted you. And that does not re- remove the do what it needs to be done uh, approach. This does not remove the perspective that serving is about others. Serving according to your gifts, what that does is it simply empowers the effectiveness and fruitfulness of benefiting others. It's not about you. It's about them. So what you can do, and I didn't want to do this throughout our whole show, but just as a simple guide on how you can serve others. You can take a spiritual gifts test, and you can find out what your top gifts are. And and when you do that, and you can look up any test, but evaluate your results by yourself. But also, you might want to consider hiring a coach or maybe a small group to work through those results with you so you can understand, did you answer this the right way? Is this who you are? This gift test, what I would encourage you to do is to take your top four or five gifts and study them in the Word of God and see if the Spirit of the living God affirms that these are your gifts. But the best advice I could give you, even when using a spiritual gift test, is to maintain a do-what-needs-to-be-done attitude. Maintain this statement that I'm in it for you. That should be your mentality. And then you expand your service, your acts of doing what needs to be done by committing to ongoing ministry according to your gifts. So it's not a place to say I'm an expert, but it's how to expand your heart of a servant. Thinking about that, that's not the easiest thing to do. So I might ask this question, are you interested in developing spiritually and becoming a woman or a man of service? Or or maybe you want to develop another spiritual discipline. I encourage you to hire a coach that can walk this with you, a discipleship coach. Maybe you want to figure out if you're ready for coaching on a topic, spiritual, personal, business, any area of your life. Well, I invite you to visit your discipleship coach. You could take our free coaching readiness questionnaire and, and we'll work through with you the process of discovering, are you ready for a coach? We want to partner with you. I'm so grateful that you make your discipleship coach part of your ongoing spiritual development, and I thank you for listening here today. And I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church, who can be found at chicagoindianchurch.com, and Professional Coach University at professionalcoachuniversity.com. With Professional Coach University, you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through professional development opportunities just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, I hope you have enjoyed this mini-series on the outward spiritual disciplines, specifically today as we've talked about 
the outward discipline of service. I hope it greatly impacts your life. I want to remind you that I am for you and God is for you. If God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening today on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.